Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Comeback Wrestling Show right here on Caveman Radio Network. <coughs> I'm your host, John. We'll be with you till 11 o'clock tonight. And we have a lot, a lot, a lot to get to. So let me bring on my esteemed cast of characters. Jeremy, how you doing? Good. How you doing, buddy? Not bad. Unfortunately, Cruz won't be with us tonight. He has some family obligations to attend to, so Cruz, hopefully you're listening, and hopefully you'll be back on with us next week. But Definitely. But, Jeremy, it's, we have a lot to get to. Tonight. Yeah, is anything going on this week in the world of wrestling? No, I, I don't know. I don't okay. know, but before, we get, but before we get into that, I just want to take a couple minutes just to talk about something outside of... I know the one thing we've always prided ourselves on the show is talking strictly wrestling, talking AEW, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, whatever. But there's some incidents in life that kind of take precedent over that. First, before I get to the other thing, I just want to send our wishes to the victims of the El Paso shooting and the shooting that happened in Dayton last week. Just want to send our thoughts and prayers out to those families. I want to get to the other thing, though. Um, I usually don't do this. I'm dedicating tonight's show to somebody who unfortunately couldn't make it. Because yesterday afternoon, actually, yeah, yesterday afternoon, my younger sister gave birth at 2.21. Unfortunately, due to some complications, the kid was not able to make it. So this to Jonathan Leonard... I know you're listening from where you are and just want you to know that your parents love you and your uncle wishes he can you can be here to enjoy the fun of life. And what happened Monday to my sister and her husband, I don't wish upon anybody. But I saw this kid Monday afternoon and it just struck me. This kid was a boy who was going to be named after me, indirectly. And it really it hits me that he won't be here at all. So, again, I just wanted to send, obviously, I'm sending my, even though I have told this to my sister in the last couple of days, I have, I have sending my condolences to her and to Johnny. But I also want to thank the fans, Jeremy, I want to thank you especially for the support that you guys have given me and my family over the last uh, two days with everything that happens. 
So I just wanted to to bring it up before we get into the, the world of wrestling. There's no thanks needed. And for everybody listening, it was me that told John maybe we shouldn't do the show. You know, you've had such a rough week, especially your family. And John's like, no, I, I really want to do it because I care about the show. I, I care about, you know, everything in general. And kudos to you, John, for having the strength to come on tonight, buddy. Yeah. I'll impress you and your I, family, of course. Thank you. I, I look at it this way. I needed a distraction. And to me, the, the best distraction I had is coming on here and talking about the one sport or one form of entertainment that I like. And also, just a quick plug, I'm actually appearing tomorrow night on another podcast that a friend of mine does. So should be the link should be up for that probably sometime tomorrow night. And it'll be on it'll be on the Comeback Wrestling Facebook page probably by the Good. but just want to bring that all out. But yeah, Jay, I don't know if there is any wrestling going on this week. <laughs> Quiet week, like, John. Hopefully, we can yeah. scrounge up some topics to, to discuss. <laughs> well, let's start off with what broke earlier today, and that's in the world of the NWA. Yes, folks, we're going back to 1940 here, because you know NWA is, the old, is one of the oldest promotions around. Billy Corgan, the founder, announced today on the YouTube page that they will be going, basically, doing their own solo shows. In, <clears throat> since they brought back the NWA, which is about two years ago, they have done shows with Ring of Honor, with CMLL, and with New Japan. This is the first show that they're like, no, we're going on our own. The first show will be September 31st and October 1st in Atlanta, Georgia. It wasn't announced at the time of the video exactly what venue they're going to be in, but... Um, it's going to be uh, very interesting. But, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the whole thing with the NWA? You know, I'm glad we talked about this before the show. Um, can And I and I know I come across the AEW guy, but can we say once again the AEW effect strikes again? I mean, Corey yeah. has been wanting to do his own show for a while. That's why he was with Impact. I think it's great because I love to see more opportunities for wrestlers across the board. So let's do this, uh, and I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this. What I'm just curious to see, though, they don't have a massive roster. Two okay, TV tapings, on. so what, we're looking at an hour each then? Yeah. Um, you can get a lot done in an hour. I know we weren't just taking calls tonight, but I actually have somebody very special on the line. I'm just going to give her a couple minutes. Okay, I know we weren't going to take calls tonight because we. we, I'd like to bring on my sister, who I give her a lot of credit for doing this. Jen, how you doing? I could be better. What 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 do you want? I guess you heard my intro. I need to thank you for doing that. Jenny, it was the least I can do. Jen, that was the least I can do. I want to thank your co-host for being there for you. Both things needed, but thinking about you guys. Thank you. But how, are you holding, how are you holding up there, kiddo? Trying to. Hey, you're, you're as we said to you in the hospital Monday night and Tuesday. You're you're a fighter. 
So can I it's make a suggestion hard. then? Oh, believe me, it's huh. hard for all of us. Make a suggestion. Why don't you sit back, listen to the show tonight, and at least enjoy 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 listening to your brother do what he does best at. Besides, of course, being your big brother. Yeah. All right, but uh, Jen, thank you for calling. Thank you for saying that. All right, believe me. And believe me, there was actually I'm not, I don't want to pull back the curtain. But it was actually Mom's idea for me to say something. Not that I wasn't going to say anything, but Mom really put the bug in my head. But get some rest, Jen. Get some rest, and I'll talk to you later, okay? Yep. All right. Have a good night. You too. Jeremy, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. But yeah, that was my sister. That's one who basically went through all this. And I get, like I said to her, she's a fighter for what she did. But let's get back to the end, to the wrestling talk here. Um, my only thing I'm just curious to see regarding the NWA is they're going to have to bring in a lot of people quickly. Uh. No, if they're doing an hour show each week, they can they can get a lot done then. Yeah, it's but not going to be a two-hour show, I don't think. But they don't have many people on the roster, though. Okay, so you have, let's say, two or three I mean, NXT does that. Uh, two or three matches, some promos, and you can do a lot. Well, also, we don't know who else they have coming in. I mean, did anybody For expect sure. to see Eli, Eli Drake show up? No. I mean, when we had... Was it Chris Van Vliet when, when he was on? I made the comment to him. I said, it's funny right now, looking at the NWA, <coughs> that the top three guys right now in the NWA are all former TNA guys. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. But that was the same so, effect in NXT for a while, too. Yeah. So you don't know what Billy Corgan and Dean were going to have going into that first show. Right. I think right off the bat, I think if I was booking it, and Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think the first, one of the matches I would definitely have is I would have Nick Aldis defend the, defend the title. Oh, absolutely. Being that this is your first absolutely. show, you want to build up the audience. You would, because, But then here comes the question now. Here comes the $64 million question. Who's Who, who would you put, if you were Billy Corgan, who would you put in there? Uh, well, are we assuming Eli Drake's going to be a heel? I'm figuring. I mean, that's what he does great at. Because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd be perfect in that spot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's the time to really build a new star on that first episode. I, I stay with would... all this for a little bit. Well, I'm not as far as who has the strap. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, who... I, I don't know. I I say you put Eli Drake face challenge. Nick Aldis. I got another one. How about Marty? No. No, 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 no. I'm assuming he's going to be an AEW by then. I'm just... Well, we'll know that more come all out. And I don't think they're going to have a partnership with Ring of Honor, so... No. On every level, I think that that can't work. So, yeah, I could... I Think about it, I mean, it could be Eli Drake... 
Could be possibly Colt Cabana. He really hasn't gone for the belt. He was champion. Not the not ten pounds of gold. No, he right. hasn't go for the for the top belt. Yeah, I know he was the North American or the you know the secondary belt that they have. Right. But no, I'm just. I guess it was my same thing that I said when AEW first started. I'm curious to see how it all works out for them. Yeah, me too. That's one of those sit back and wait things. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And in the other big news that has gone on today, another episode of All Out of All Out: The Road to You Know AEW's Next Event. What a doozy it was! I haven't had a chance to see it, but I heard rumblings that it, that they're redoing the buy-in again with the with the Battle Royal. Gee, take my thunder, why don't you? Uh, <laughs> I literally saw that five minutes before we went on air. I didn't see it, you did, but, oh, I heard the key part. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, they well, opened the show. What's that? All over social media. I understood. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, they opened the show. First of all, what a doozy of an episode. Uh, they opened the show. They showed some highlights in Mexico. And then okay. Alex Marvez said, let's go to Brandy Rhodes for an update on the women's t- t- uh, title. And then Brandy announced that they're doing the Battle Royal. Which I kind same of way they did it in real. Vegas. I didn't yeah. think so. How, and then, okay. But she addressed the elephant in the room. She she went over a couple people that are going to be in it, went over the rules, and then said, let, look, let's be honest. 21 people, we don't have 21 people on our roster. Who could be in it? Could it be someone you don't know? And then they segued and they showed Roddy Piper's daughter. I didn't even know she yeah. was in wrestling. I'm kind of, I, she, I didn't know it either. But so she, she cut a she cut a fantastic promo. Okay. I mean, it, it picture page is kind of what she looks like. Okay. And just great promo, got you really excited, got you behind her. Then they segue. All of a sudden, you see Jake the Snake Roberts as a dealer. He's stealing cards. He deals once to uh, this girl, Tessa Piper. Yeah, okay. She gets her card. And then they show Ivelisse and Jazz. Oh, from Lucha Underground? Yes. Okay. She got a card for the Battle Royal. Well, Ivelisse doesn't really surprise me because she really hasn't done anything major since Lucha Underground ended. No, she had an NXT tryout. I don't think it worked out. No. She looks and fantastic. Jazz, oh, I, I've seen her stuff. She's great. And Jazz, I know she dropped the belt. Or, no, she didn't drop the belt. She had to forfeit the belt for the NWA. Right. So her appearing in AEW, I'm not surprised. I mean, remember back in Vegas, they had other veterans. Like they had guys like Tommy Dreamer in the match. She's going to have veterans. Yeah, they're going to do that. Exactly. Like Brian Pillman was in the match. Brian Hill and Jr. Yeah. There were so many guys that just weren't with AEW. I mean, even Sean Spears technically was there just for the Battle Royal. Yeah. They'll have a ton of people there, which is great because it'll give those people an audition. Yeah. I mean, figure you're going to see, just rack it off the top of my head, you're probably going to see the three Japanese girls in there. She mentioned one of them, yes. I'm just going to base off who I think is going to also be added in the next, you know, 
three weeks or so before we get to it. Um, in the match. Hello? Yeah? Okay, lost you. Okay. I figure you're going to see both Kongs in the match. For sure. You're going to see Nyla Rose. Yeah. Who did a fantastic, now, did a fantastic story on her tonight. You're going to see Britt Baker. Well, here's my other thing, though, because if you remember in Vegas, it was the winner of the Battle Royal took on the winner of Jericho and Omega. Right. Who's that other? Who's that Jericho Omega going to be for the women's division? You know, it's funny because I must have fast-forwarded it around it a couple times because I was waiting to see how this was going to work. Because Brandy said this gives this person in line. They put them in line for a shot for a title. So maybe out of the final two, I don't think that makes sense. No. But but that's going to be a question. I think they might do one other singles match that night. Well, that's what I'm curious to see. Is is that what you put Britt Baker in? Do you put her in the singles match? Do you put her in the in the battle royal? Could be. Or what I what I think could happen is the winner of the battle royal goes to TV taping. They okay. have one singles match in the first hour of the show. And then the winner of that match challenges the winner of the Battle Royal in the second hour. That's possible, but our, I, and I think this is what AEW is doing so well at. It's getting people to think, okay, who's going to be here and who's going to... Because I'm, I go back to my original question. Is, are they going to follow the same route that we started in Vegas? Where it was the winner, where where it ended up being Adam Page won it, and he ended up taking on Jericho. Is that what this is? This, I mean, correct. But remember, that wasn't the original plan, though. The Battle Royal was not supposed to do that. It was supposed to be Hangman and Pac, the winner of that match against yeah. the winner of Jericho and Omega. Yeah, and then Pac. And, and I think they were going to take the winner of that Battle Royal and have them have get Pac a number one contender. So this okay. is going a, a little bit of a different direction. Also, here's another name. What about Brandy Rhodes? She's in the Battle Royal. She made that clear. Oh, she is going to be in? Yes, she said she will be in it. Okay, that doesn't... Because that I'm going to be curious to see. Because as we know, when it comes to the world of wrestling, they always say alliances don't last that long in a Battle Royal, especially where it can become the inaugural women's champion. Do they have their alliance get broken up? Possibly. I mean, there's so many curveballs. Well, that's the other thing also that that I found very interesting. Unless I missed it somehow, have they ever really explained the alliance between uh, Austin Kong and Brandy? No, they haven't. Remember, we haven't had TV, so you can't really delve into it that much. I yeah, do but, see yeah. that there's a certain lady who lives in Chicago. Who, AJ Lee? Could be. I've learned don't put anything past AEW. I mean, let's be honest. Her I mean, because that 21 podcast. spot is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but hold on, hold on. To me, that works. That whole 21 spot thing works for double or nothing. Because you have the whole casino vibe that's what they're doing again. They're doing the Casino Battle Royal again. I I, I understand that. But I'm just curious. To me, 
I don't know how it's going to come off, being that you're not in a casino type of area like when we were in Vegas. Right, but it's still an arena just like Double Nothing was. I still think the scene carries over because it was so unique in five at a time, five at a time. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I think it's more at this point of curiosity than anything with this whole, because I mean, right now the card for All Out looks good on paper. I'm just more curious to see, being that they don't have another event till TV taping starts. Correct. So, and not to sound, not to, you know, use the pun here, but they really have to go all out to make sure that this is the last image that they can hold until we get to D.C. in October. And they know that. That's their last chance to put their best foot forward. I mean, yes. They'll still have being the elite and and everything else. going into TV. But as far as putting on an actual event, there's not going to be another fighter fest or another... I mean, the, the thing, the benefit that Double or Nothing had back in May was that you had All Out and you had fighter fest and you had Fight for the Fallen. Correct. So you kind of had wiggle room there. So even if something... And again, I'm not saying Double or Nothing didn't go well because I... I mean, crap, we were both there. I, I still say it's one of the top pay-per-views I've ever seen. If they if something didn't go right, okay, fine, you can live with it. If something doesn't go right in Chicago in three weeks, it can get make things interesting going into October. There's always that risk when you have a show. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, in more AEW news, they announced where we and three are going to be. Yes. They're really working mm-hmm. the Northeast. Well, I was going to say, would you like to tell our listeners where that those two cities that got fortunate enough to get the AEW TV? John, how about you take week two, I'll take week three. Week two happens to be in the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia. I thought that was week three. That what I I don't remember. I just saw that they announced it. I didn't see which. Week I thought week two was was. Boston. Week three is Philadelphia. Okay, I, I screwed up. <laughs> I mean, the one thing they are sticking to though, which I did, I have noticed, they are sticking to the smaller arenas. Correct. They're not. People I mean, really, not, people really went off the deep end when they saw the Capital One Arena for the first show. Oh, they swerved us. Oh, they're only going to do big buildings. They were teasing us on small buildings. It was the first show. Of course, they're going to want to go all out. Do something bigger than usual. Yeah. I mean, they could have easily, if they went to Boston, not if, when they went to Boston, they could have easily done TD Garden. In the beginning, they can do this stuff like that. Correct. And Philly, they could have easily done Wells Fargo. You're setting Center. yourself up for a problem if you do that in the long run, in the first year. Well, I think they I think eventually, once they get their feet wet and they really start getting things in motion, then I think you're going to start seeing shows at the TD Garden, at Wells Fargo, at MSG. Yes. 
once they can start building an audience, because that's what the big thing is going to be, is they're going to have to build up. Yeah, I'm not saying they have to build it up in a week or two weeks, but they have to build up their audience, I would say, probably within that first year. No, absolutely. I mean, they have they have such good data research. I don't want to sound like a nerd there, but <laughs> they know what they're doing. Um Matt Jackson said in Miami, he said his their, his theory is big city, big building, small city, small building. But you don't really see. So they have now. to say, you know, but I don't. The, I think they're just saying that right now. You go to Boston, Philadelphia, you're doing college arenas. You know what? I think that's great. It's going to look so and good on TV. I'll say this right now: if they do New York, I can guarantee you what place they're going to do if they're, if they're sticking to the small. Venues that would make great sense for them. Where's that? Hammerstein, the Manhattan Center. Well, of course. That would be and the one that would make. Well, that that's A and B. You're talking about about a uh, take two. You want to talk about an an historical building? That was the place that ECW held most of their events in. We know about that building. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just uh, no, listen, Miami not... has plenty of places for them, too. There, there's plenty of those places across the country. The college basketball arenas, I call them. Uh, convention centers. I mean, you got the War Memorial in Fort Lauderdale. Could, could be great for them. Yeah, I mean, crap. I mean, they could also do, like, you know, in Dallas, they can do any of the, uh, like, you know, American Airlines Center. But... Well, it's an NBA arena. But, again, their biggest we're... concern is, is – Having five thousand empty seats, six thousand empty seats on an internet picture. Well, they don't want to have. Because the internet can be crazy. Yeah, gee, gee, I I wonder can the internet be crazy? (laughs) I mean, gee. So right now, I think they got the right idea. They're going to go. They're going to treat that first TV show like a pay per view. But I think they're. I think. But now, what I'm curious to see with them, and I feel like I I drive this point home. Every time we bring up the TV side of it, is you know damn well the ratings for that first show are going to be astronomical. What I'm curious to see is how do they bounce back once the interest isn't really. The, you see what I'm trying to say? Like once. No, I get what you mean. That once That's why when people, you know, I knew their first couple shows were going to be a home run in terms of ticket yeah. sales, in terms of selling out in 10, 15 minutes. It's when. The newness wears off. The new car smells, I like to call it, wears off. And you're on TV every week, and it's not a case of, I better watch this, this show right now because I, I won't get to see him for a month. I mean, exactly. WWE has that. There's so much of it. Who cares if you miss one? Yeah. I mean, I can make a comparison right now, but I made it three weeks ago, and I got yelled at for it. So I'm not going to go down okay. there, I guess. <laughs> no problem. It, it, I'll, I'll put it this way. Right. You know exactly where I'm going with it. I was going to make another virgin remark, but... Ooh. I think you kind of knew where I was going with that one. No comment. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Um, that, can land, that can land you in HR. I thought HR was on vacation this week. Yeah, well, this week, but in, in an upcoming week, it can land you there. We don't want that. I'm loving this whole HR joke that we have going on. Is it a joke, John? 
Yeah, no, no, folks, folks, gonna pull back the curtain a little bit. We keep referring to Combat Wrestling HR. You are stuck in a room with Vince McMahon, and you are not allowed to say no to any of his ideas. <laughs> Basically, what happens now with the writers? No, so we I, had it that if you're late, you wind up there, and then you have to have a talk. Well, I was good today. I was only late for you were great 30 today. seconds. You were, you know, well, today you were on point. Uh, I also wanted to make sure I got the, the little speech that I did. So now that we've discussed AEW buildings, they have yes. the right idea. Yes, absolutely. And remember, they absolutely. have somebody from WWE who's helping them with that. Who? Uh, Raphael, I forget the last name, forgive me. Um, he had experience with WWE. He was tweeting oh. this week out. He was going to Boston to do a site tour. He was going to Philadelphia. This guy knows oh. what he's doing. Okay, I didn't know that part. People okay. forget that there's so many great minds behind the scenes at AEW, and I'm not talking about the EVPs and, and just Tony Khan. Yeah. They get it. Oh, yeah. I'm also curious to see, when did they do a show in Jacksonville? Hmm. If it's up to Cody, it'll be December at the Daily's Place. Yeah. In all seriousness, I do think at some point they will be at the Daily's Place for a TV taping. Or a, even a pay-per-view. That that venue, I know I discussed it a while ago. That venue is fantastic. I know. You were there. Yes, I was there. Glad I was. I was surprised how great it was. Believe me, I already said to somebody... I said once they have the TV taping in New York, even if that if it's at Hammerstein, I'm going no matter what. If you don't have a valid reason, John, you need to be there. Oh, okay, here's a valid reason. Unless I'm dead, I'll be. Let's there. not even go there. Let's let's <laughs> let's keep it positive. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Yes. Um. When are you going all Bray Wyatt on people tonight? Speaking of AEW, the Young Bucks have a match at House of Glory uh, tomorrow night, actually, if memory serves me right. Friday night. It's the same night as Ring of Honor show? Uh, it's Friday night, the 9th. Okay. So, yeah. So, they have a show at House of Glory. It's I consider it to be the main event, and it's probably the only match we'll talk about with the House of Glory event. Young Bucks will be taking on a team called Private Party. Uh, I guess. What are we looking forward to in this match? What are your thoughts on this match? Fantastic match. Uh, it's been clear the Young Bucks always liked Private Party, but it was that night in Daytona at Fighter Fest when they stole the show that I think really that solidified that match being booked. In New York? Well, I mean, it works out perfect because it's going to be their last, it's going to be Private Party's last show. Correct. They'll get a farewell. So, but now I'm curious to see, though, if if they're getting a farewell, does this mean the Young Bucks are going to do the job to them? You don't have to win in your farewell. No, no, I'm just saying. If you don't win, does that hurt you? I mean, you see what I'm trying to say? No. No. This is not – because it's not AEW related. 
for example, when they lost in Mexico to the Lucha Brothers, did we did that even make us think differently about them in AEW? Absolutely not. No. But by the way, the only thing I will say regarding them in Mexico, which we'll get to in a bit, is they really played off the heels in that match. Well, look where they were. Obviously, but people are not going to boo the Lucha Brothers there. Absolutely not. They're they're, they're like gods. Down they there. are. Uh, quickly, who do you think wins this wins this match? You know what? It's in their house. It's a special night for them. I see the Bucks as the consummate professionals. I'm going to go with private party. Yeah, I, I, I can't And they deserve it. it, too. I don't want you to think it's a, a sad tale. Private party deserves to win on Friday night. I, yeah, I can't see private party not winning here. I mean, it's your final show with this company. You pretty much not helped build this company, but you became one of the staples when it came to this company. I mean, when you thought... How Segura, you thought tag team wrestling private party was one of the first teams you thought of. Oh, absolutely, and a private party does well in AEW. It's going to open so many doors for people from that school. Yeah. Because they're the first it, team to make it there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's really the only match really from that show. Correct. Of noteworthy, yes. Of- yeah, no, really, absolutely. Since you brought up, you know, the Mexico uh, trip, let's talk about that quickly. Did you see Tripmania? I not straight through, but I saw the key highlights, and what an atmosphere there! Yeah, I noticed that as well. It, it looked like wrong. their WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I, I'll say this much: Cruz was not wrong when he said it was getting the build like a WrestleMania. No, he was. Spot on about everything about that show. You know, honestly, you know who my MVP was that night? And I'm not even going to say it was the Young Bucks or Laredo Kid or Lucha Brothers. My MVP was Yep. I didn't know how well that guy could work in the ring. Nobody did. He's never had a wrestling match. Yeah, but he he proved in that mat in that match that he belonged in a wrestling ring. Absolutely. I didn't know he was that I mean, acrobatic. Yes, I, I noticed that also. He did a few moves. I'm sitting there. I'm like, and he's not a small dude. Listen, they a have a partnership dude. with AEW, so that's why obviously those guys were there. I just don't think uh, it was an accident that he happened to be team that Cody Rhodes happened to team with him and their young hotshot star. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That was done on purpose. Of course. If I if I learned anything. In my time span of being a wrestling fan, nothing is ever done without there being a purpose behind it. No, absolutely. I mean, I don't know who asked for the match. I don't know who booked it. I just think Cody wanted to be in their ear in a good way. Absolutely. Well, now I'm curious to see this, though. If they have a working relationship, does this mean now we see Cain Velasquez in AEW? At some point, absolutely. Not right away. No, absolutely, but that could get that could make things really interesting. Yeah, because right now, figure they need the core they have right now to build the product, and then when they no, get no. it going, they can bring in other people. No, it could get interesting because if all of a sudden, let's say Kane makes his appearance at AEW, goes for the title, and wins the title, you realize we can have a possibility 
of two former UFC fighters holding major titles in professional wrestling? And what if Ronda Rousey comes back and takes the women's title? I mean, yeah, it could happen. I don't know if Kane's going to be that kind of star. I have a feeling he is because why? Remember, he was in Mexico. He can do no wrong there. Oh, no, I get that. And I just think he's going to be because it's the same thing like Ronda. It's the same thing like Brock. Look when Ronda Rousey came to WWE. They shot her right to the top. Correct, but you can't compare her star power to his. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. I'm just saying it's that whole UFC vibe that it it's seems the, like they the all UFC. just... I mean, listen, Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle was there, too. Yeah. He's not... I believe he... It came yeah, above him in terms level. of star power. Yeah, he... Matt Riddle is not on the same level as a King Vasquez, Brock Lesnar, no. or Ronda Rousey. No, he was not. He was a, hate to use the word, he was a 500 fighter in USC. Yeah, I'm just. And, and was on the ultimate fighter. Good fighter, but he wasn't an elite fighter just, like those guys. Yeah, absolutely. He, he would be more like, he's like, I'm trying to think how I can, he's like the Motley crew when it comes to UFC. In the okay. sense that, in the sense that Motley Crue was never a top rock band, but they were like the second level, so to speak. If that makes any sense. Chris Jericho, I hope you're not listening to this podcast and Billy Ray and Dolph Ziggler that John said that about Motley Crue. Oh crap! I'm gonna have Twitter eat now with them. Yes, I never said that. Okay, if you want to tweet at me, it's at John underscore Blaine on Twitter. Go right <laughs> ahead. All right, let's move on from Matt Riddle. He doesn't deserve much time. No. No, absolutely not. But but overall, though, I mean, I like the – I also like the hair versus mask match. How tough is that guy to get cut up in the way he, he did and still got his hair cut? Yeah. Yeah, he – because I think – and obviously Cruz is an onside, so he can't – he can't, you know, verify, but those guys down there really treat the Lucha Libre like it's a, you know, a, like an art form down there. It's a way of life, and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic, but I was reading about Pentagon Jr., and I guess if you're a star masked wrestler, you don't have to publicly list your name. You can oh. only go, you can go by just your ring name. Interesting. I mean, it's a big, big deal there. I believe me, I, I saw that. I saw that a lot. And But that's always been, yeah. that's always been, when you ever look at Lucha Libre Wrestling, like, when was it? Couple went, um, when they had the gauntlet match. And, and I'm, I'm not comparing this to WWE, but I'm trying to make a point here. And Andrade had the match with Ray. And all of a sudden, Andrade goes to rip the mask off of Rey Mysterio. Right. To me, it's, and again, Cruz isn't on right now, so he would be the best one to talk to about this. But the, when it comes to the mask, the Lucha Libre, when you're under the mask, it's sacred down there. Right. And it's all the time. It's not just in the ring. I mean, it's outside the building. It's in your car. It's going to the grocery store. It's a big deal. 
Yeah, in Mexico. Right. I'm sure maybe if they leave Mexico and go elsewhere, they might be a little more loose with it. Yeah, um, to me, one thing I will say, and then also, by the way, Tessa Blanchard became, I'm assuming, is the women's champion. Yes. So, Would you say you she's know, the best women's wrestler in the world right now? Absolutely. I wouldn't wow. even... I wouldn't even... I, I think a close second is Charlotte. I guess we're going to have to have a debate one night. And here's why. And this may be a hot take. Yes, I know both of them have famous fathers. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not, that's not it's irrelevant. We're just talking about them but, as a talent. But my thing is, when you look at what Tessa Blanchard has done, and I mean, I don't think she's even been wrestling. Not, I don't think she's even been five years into wrestling yet. Around that time, I, I would say yes. But I mean, she's Charlotte's already like six went, years. But here's the thing, though. She okay. I'll ask you this question: Both Charlotte and Tessa both main evented their company's major pay-per-views. Obviously, Charlotte with WrestleMania, Tessa with with Slammiversary. Which which match do you do you remember more? Uh, I'm, I'm not arguing with you on that point. And I hate to use this as a cop-out, because it's really not. If Charlotte was outside WWE and wasn't handcuffed the way she was, is there? This conversation has even more steam to it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's... And again, I'm not blaming the Bottom line, I think I it's fantastic that we're talking about two of the daughters of the four horsemen. Yeah. I'm not blaming... I don't want people to think that I'm blaming Charlotte for not being... I'm not blaming her. And I'm not... And... But you're just going by what you see. I understand. But what's given Tessa, to me, more than an advantage is not being tied down. That They don't turn around. You don't see Josh Matthews or Don Callis turn around and go, oh, look, here comes Tessa. I mean, yes, people know who her father is, and people know who her godfather is as well. Oh, no, not right. godfather, step, stepfather. Step, step. But you don't hear them turn around and go, well, look, Tessa did this, but look, Magnum did this, and Tully did this. No, that's always been something that's hurt Charlotte. Yeah. Is you almost hear it too much. That they no almost, disrespect, I mean, but I mean, she is crowd, so good on her own, such a star on her own. Yeah. She doesn't need the, that. The crap that they have to even have her come out in a robe, to me, just That's different. Me I think she does it to pay tribute to him. But even that though, look at the mu- look at the music that she has to come into. It's tribute. I I can respect that. I, it, it's a tribute, yes. But the thing is, okay, then do you consider a tribute then that her finisher move is the figure eight? Uh, well, that's exactly. The bridge is a nice touch on it. To me, I just think with Tessa, she's be, been able to create her own legacy without having to use from uh, correct. Not from nothing. Yeah, exactly. When you have and the machine pushing you, hold on. When you have the machine pushing you, you can go from five to ten real quick. She's yeah. had to go from one to ten on her own, and I commend her, her for that. Yeah, yes, she's had the help absolutely. I'm not saying that Chloe or Madam hasn't been there by her side. Correct. But that's why I will argue have... with anyone any day of the week if they bring up the Usos versus the Young Bucks or the Revival versus the Young Bucks. Wait, how the, okay, let's say I have to ask. 
How do the Revival versus Young Bucks even come into the same stratosphere? Well, they've, they've talked about that match for how long? Yeah, that, that... Yeah, okay. I can see what you're saying. I can see exactly what you're saying. But... They, they have been mentioned in the same conversation, and, and the Bucks have been open about wanting to work with them really bad. And believe me, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. The tea leaves are starting to show up. The what? But it's all speculation. The tea leaves, as I like to call it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But no, to me, going back to the whole Tessa Charlotte thing, and obviously I want to continue this when Cruz is on next week with us again. But I think right now, hands down, I think Tessa's the better wrestler. I'll even go a step further. I think Tessa's better than both Charlotte and Becky. I think she's definitely better than Becky. I think Becky right now, and I hate to use this word, is a little overrated. No, I I think it's more of she... Becky's a great character. Great character. In-ring ability, she cannot touch Charlotte or Tessa. But I also, I mean, the comment I'm about to say may come out sounding sexist, but it's the only comment I can say, and it fits it perfectly. I think Becky Lynch has sort of hit her ceiling. Yes. To some fault of her own, and some to some that is not her fault. Because what they should have done when she was doing this whole I'm the man gimmick is they should never have made her into a baby face. Okay. I hear what you're saying. What they should but if have you can done, do it organically the right way, the sky's the limit. I don't know. I get that, but what they should have done if they were if they were trying to make her almost like Steve Austin, then they should have gone with that. Right. To me, when all of a sudden we, we, we got to move on, John. We got to move on. We got to yeah. take over in SummerSlam. Oh yeah, and Ring of Honor. I threw you off there. My bad. No, no. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> I, I like these. Uh, me let's too. quickly. Well, okay. So we'll leave the G one then for the end. Yeah. But yeah. I guess now, okay, so now let me throw this to you now. Which sure. show do you want to go to next? SummerSlam, TakeOver, or Ring of Honor? Let's, let's end with SummerSlam, because I like to say TakeOver is always a lead into that. Okay. So, so let's, we'll let's Ring, of Honor on Ring of Honor real quick and, and hit the, the key points. Okay. All right. I didn't, know, I didn't know what direction you wanted to go, so just give me a second. Let me pull I'm up. fine with every direction you want. No, 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 I, I like that direction. It actually, um, it works out well. Um, this Friday at 7.30 is going to be the Ring of Honor Summer Supercard show. And while I get the card up, Jeremy, you want to talk quickly about just the whole event itself? Yeah, it's in Toronto, right before SummerSlam and, and TakeOver. And in conjunction, we're we're not going to have time to really talk about it, but the OWE is having a four-day event in Toronto. Oh. With many with many AEW superstars there. Okay. That so is, uh, right now, Toronto is the wrestling capital of the world. But yeah, uh, yeah the key points uh, for the Ring of Honor show are the four title matches. Yeah, which we'll get to. And the one that I'm most excited about, uh, I would guess you agree with me, John, is G.O.D. versus the Briscoes in a ladder match. Oh, absolutely. But let me, even though we're not going to talk about every match on here, I just want to, I just want to let 
the fans know what matches they will be seeing at the event. Again, not going to go into every match, but I just want to let our fans know what matches will be on the card. Sure. Uh, a singles match between PJ Black and Silas Young, a tag team match between between PCO and Brody King of Villain Enterprises, taking on The Kingdom. Uh, Lifeblood, take the team of Lifeblood, Bandito, and Mark Haskins, take on the team of Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. And a match from the G1 Supercard at, at Madison Square Garden, Roosh takes on Dalton Castle. The other non-title match will, will be a trios match with six guys who I have no idea who the hell they are. Those may be the CMLL guys, just by looking at, their, at who they are. But the title matches, and the ones we're going to talk about tonight, will see Shane Taylor take on Tracy Williams for the Ring of Honor World Television title. The Briscoes take on Girls of Destiny and a ladder's war, ladder war for the World Tag Team titles. Kelly Klein takes on Tasha Steeles for the Women of Honor World Championship. And what I'm thinking will probably be the main event, Matt Taven takes on a returning Alex Shelley for the Ring of Honor World Championship. You know, before you get into it, I think the Briscoes and G.O.D. are going to close the show. Really? How can you follow those guys? <coughs> I just think I just think I'm just thinking it's going to be Taven and Shelly because this is Shelly's first match back in Ring of Honor in a couple of years. Yeah, I, I, you can't go wrong either way. No, but honestly, I wouldn't complain if it's Grills Destiny and the Briscoes. I mean, right? It's I've the best story the going into the show. Well, I've, but I've said this on the show countless amount of times. My favorite tag team right now in professional wrestling. Doesn't matter what promotion is Grills Destiny. No, they're they're awesome. But John, can, can you guess mine? What your match of the night? No, my favorite tag team. Gee, um, are they vice presidents of a certain company? You're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm, I, and I'm talking about the Young Bucks. Man, you're good. Ding, ding, ding. All right, let's continue, buddy. <laughs> That that was that was that was too easy. Uh, I don't but, know. I thought I might trick you up there. No, nah, believe me. Let's talk <laughs> quickly about the the women's match first. Kelly Klein takes on Tasha Steeles. I think this may be ta- this may I think this is Tasha's like first real match because I looked up on Wikipedia and she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. So was she from like the Ring of Honor dojo? That's what I'm thinking. And she like won a shot at Kelly Klein. Sounds like yeah. But, but here's my I think theory. Kelly Klein's a great worker. Oh, she is. She, she's. I think she's AEW bound. Whenever her contract is, because, is up. Is that because of the fact her husband's a producer? You said it, not me. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I think that's the the next step for her. So I'm gonna watch closely to when she drops the title, because I think that'll give an indication of her contract situation. Well, here's my theory on who she drops the title to. And I don't think it's going to be Natasha Steeles. If and when she drops it, it's going to be to one of the members of the Allure. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't think they're really wrestlers as a group. They're just there to kind of wreak havoc behind the scenes. 
But I just, because to me, they're giving them TV time, which means they're giving them a push. That's true. And can't you see a situation where all of a sudden Mandy Leone wins the title and all of a sudden Velvet Sky and Angelina Love are basically being her bodyguards-esque, so to speak? I would love that. <laughs> I don't know why I wouldn't mind that too, but <laughs> that, but that's to me where I think they're going. Is I think they're heading towards. Though, but that's why I don't see Kelly Klein losing her losing her title here. At, on not Friday. at this show. What about you? Not at this show. No, absolutely. Not. I hate to use the word, but not to a rookie. No, it's, you're not you're not saying anything that's not you know. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I know, you know, because Ring of Honor is very, well, not as much lately, but it was always a big deal when a title changed there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there in Miami this year when Kelly Klein dropped the title. Well, I was in New York City when she re, when she re-won the title. So there you go. But I was also in New York City the day that Velvet Sky and Angela Love made their debut, so... I just I just had the okay. magic touch. <laughs> there, you, there you go, John. But yeah, so I think we're both in agreement that Kelly Klein gets the win here and yes. moves on in, in her title run. <clears throat> Let's talk about the other title match before we get to the two big ones. Shane Taylor takes on Tracy Williams for the Ring of Honor Television Title. I got Jeremy. You go first with this. I got Shane Taylor. Yeah, I, I think they're really of... building him up. I'm not a big fan of the guy, but well, he's really, don't... in all seriousness, he's come a, he's come a long way in the last year or two. Don't say that he may be on our show in a couple of weeks. Oh, I love the guy. He's been great on the show. He's gonna be great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just think to me that it's got to be Shane Taylor. Because they really, I don't think they've really done much to make me think that, that Tracy Williams will take the belt off of him. No, and when you're part of a faction, it's hard to get a singles title. Unless you're the leader and you're the heavyweight champ. Or they put yeah. the belts on all of them. Are we talking about evolution here? Could be. NWO, you know, that type of stuff. DX. And once again, Shane Taylor, you are a wonderful wrestler. <laughs> but, so I think we're both in agreement on this one as well, that Shane Taylor gets to win here. What I'm curious to see, though, with him, where do they go now? Because the one I would love to get a title shot, and I hope he does after this show, and, you know, whatever show they do in the fall, one specific person. That would be Roosh. Right. That guy That guy has money all over him. He and does, and so does Bandito. Yeah, but look at what they're doing with Bandito. They're keeping him more in the tag team scene. They're going to break him off, though. He's too talented. Well, I know that he has a match uh, in Ring of Honor, I think, in late August at when they do their shows in Atlanta. He has a match with Marty, with uh, Marty there. Yes. So, I don't know if they're going to break him up because Lifeblood is one of the better factions right now in Ring of Honor. No, they, they've done a great job. 
So I don't know if I just going back to what you said though about breaking them up. I don't think they will. Yeah, but he can still be a single star in the faction. Yeah, but I, but but then would you still take him out of the faction though? Mm. He's a special talent. I, but I, I'm just saying this. I think right now it's got to be either Bandito. It's good that he's there because his English is an issue, and they can help him out there. Well, that's what. Remember, he's only what, 23, I think. Uh, he's I very double, young. I'll double check on that. Give me one second. Wow, he's younger than me. Damn, he's only 24. Excuse me, 24. Yeah, but so, know, by the way, I didn't realize also the that his heritage. As far as how many people in his family were damn wrestlers. Just, you know, just noticing that about him. Okay. But, yeah, no, I... I I think they're keeping him with Lightwood for that reason. That his English is so off... is is not there. And, and I give them credit for doing so well as a stable because generally stables are designed for heels. Babyface factions yeah. really don't don't work out that well. Yeah, and what's funny is they have chemistry, those guys. Yeah, they do. I'm just, Absolutely. I don't know, maybe, maybe I missed it, but what's their point of being aligned together? Did they ever really announce it or... They did the first night, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. It was when they said they was to bring the honor back in Ring of Honor. Okay, because to me, Lifeblood, I think would have worked as a better faction for certain people in a certain company up in Stanford. Could be. Remember, also Tennille Dashwood was supposed to be a big part of that group. Yeah, and she left now for Impact. Yes. I was like, wasn't she in, in Impact Wrestling before? I think for a hot minute. I, I thought I thought she was she was there, but yeah. but as far as you know, this match with Shane and Tracy there, you have a you have. I think what's gonna be interesting to see is Tracy Williams is not as big as Shane Taylor. I'm not saying Shane Taylor is massive, but he's a big dude. Oh, he's definitely big. But I'm curious pig, how that contract works out where you have a big guy working with somebody who's not a big guy. Right, but Tracy Williams still gives you that believability. Oh, he does. Don't get me wrong, but... So, I think it'll, it'll be, it's going to be a good match. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And Shane, if you're listening, but... you're awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I was saying, we haven't pissed anybody off lately, so... But we're okay with that. Absolutely. But let's go on now to the two main titles, the ones that we're going to be talking about a little bit further in, and that's the tag titles and the main title. Uh, let's start off with the tag titles. The Briscoes take on Grills of Destiny right now to me, probably one of the best tag team feuds happening right now in wrestling. And two of the top five tag teams in the world. Top five, I think top three. You can definitely make an argument there. To me, the Briscoes or somebody... To me, if you're in that top five, you are elite. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. 
And the fact that the Briscoes have the belts again, I think is what's keeping this feud going. Yes. Because I think if the Briscoes would not have won the belts when they did, I don't know if this feud would still be going on. But this, we've seen a different side of this feud that's been just different. Was when they, I think it was night after New York, Lowell, Massachusetts, correct? Yes. They jumped the Briscoes, made them bleed, punished them. It's you don't see the Briscoes in that type of position. They're well, always the one inflicting the punishment like that. It well, was an, it's it's unusual to see that. Oh no 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 absolutely! And this whole thing, I mean, the Rules of Destiny to me are, are one of the top tag teams in the world. But correct oh, me yeah. if I'm wrong here. Aren't these two brother teams going at each after each other? Um. Well, definitely, obviously, Jay and Mark are. I think yeah. it's a unique story how Tongaleo and and uh, Tamatanga are related. I don't. They're not by blood. Oh. If I'm not mistaken. I mean, not to get into the whole family heritage, but I think it's through a family member, Haku adopted Tamatanga. Okay. But they are practically brothers, yes. And if we've seen anything, when you have two teams of brothers going at each other, it usually gives you match of the night. Have we ever had this many tag teams at one time? Well, hold on. You have you have the Briscoes. You have the Grills of Destiny. The Usos. Are we equal? The Usos. The Young Bucks. Do you count the Hardys? The Young Bucks. Do you count the Hardys? They're still running. Is Jeff can say out of trouble? Yes. Okay. um, They're active, so yes, I would count them. Oh, this is interesting. I mean, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, The Young Bucks. OVE. Uh, Young Bucks. OVE. The Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers. Um, I don't know. This may have been the most that we've ever had. That are all top of their game. That are all. That are all probably in the top ten. Yes. I think by what we just did, by just randomly naming these teams, I think we just basically named the top ten tag teams in professional wrestling right now. Yeah. I mean, well, I we didn't name ten, did we? So I think we did, yeah. Because we had... Very close. Destiny. Correct. Briscoes. Briscoes, that's two. Usos is Young three. Bucks. Young, Young Bucks. Bucks is four. Yeah, you said that right, Young Bucks. Okay. So we're at four right now. Um, Lucha Brothers? Lucha Brothers is five. The Hardys are six. You said OVE? OVE with David and um, Jade Chris. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, Yeah. Um, Shit, I'm really trying to, trying to think of nobody in NXT. Um, nobody else in WWE in the main roster besides who says. AEW? We just named two. Oh, yeah. Well, here, oh, okay. Can you count the Rose Brothers? That's what I was about to say. Can you? That's what I was going to say. They just that? had a match in the last month. They're both active. Yeah, they get put in, so okay. We're at seven. At least, oh, no, yeah. hold on. We're at eight. We have two more to go if we want to go top ten here. Uh, I'm really drawing a blank now. I don't know if we have two more, but that just shows how strong the tag team world is right now. And that, that, mind you, that was just brothers. 
Yes. We oh. couldn't count the revival. No. No. And you can't count Gallows and Anderson. Can't count SCU. No. Even though I can't have friends. They're just best friends. They're not brothers. <laughs> I've always thought for the longest time that Frankie and Christopher Daniels were brothers. Just because they look oh, similar to me. I always thought that for a while. Oh, okay. Interesting. I always, I always thought that for a while. Um, oh, I'm really trying to think here now. I you got best friends. <laughs> you could. They're not that. They're not their best friends. <laughs> I know. They're not brothers. I, I but know. I'm really. Ooh. Now you got me thinking. I got you thinking. I like that. That's what I'm here for. Ooh. Now I'm really trying to rack my brain here about who else that would be right now in wrestling. That's a brother. Let's keep the show going, and I'll think about it before we wrap Let's it up. Let's keep it going. Tonight. That can yeah, always be a Twitter still... question for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the main event, or what we think may be the main event. Alex Shelley takes on Matt Taven for the Ring of Honor he, not title. The Ring of Honor title. Yes. I can't see them taking the belt off of Taven to put the belt on Shelley. Just like this. No. I'm with because you Because to me, and I know Cruz has said this a lot, and more and more I'm starting to agree with him, I think putting the belt on Taven was the worst thing Ring of Honor could ever have done. Uh, I don't agree with you guys, but that's the beauty of this show. Yeah. I just think that for one reason. I think he's a great champion. I do. With what he has, yes. But... But, 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 I think he, he, it was wrong timing for him to be champion right now. Because you have a major transition happen right now when it comes to Ring of Honor. You have, for a while, Ring of Honor had Young Bucks, had Cody, had Hangman Page. So they had pieces they could plug in to the main event scene. Correct. Knowing now that you have all Jay, yeah, but the problem is you look at somebody like Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal has been there and done that already. Correct. To me, the one I, the guy I said for a while who I think should have been to hold in the title at this point is Jeff Cobb. A hundred percent. That's why. That's why I, I thought you were going to say Marty, and I would have disagreed with you there. No, I think at this point it should have been Cobb because you freaking build the guy up for a year. To not lose, and then I'll see you have to lose in less than ten minutes to Taven. Correct, but we don't know what his uh, his commitment situation is. I think he's committed to honor. I think the whole new thing. That's the, the was issue. Just, was just more for the G one stuff. Okay. That's what I, I could be wrong, but that's what I'm just thinking. Right. But I wouldn't. I would have loved to have seen Cobb get the belt. But you know what? That's irrelevant. When Cody was Ring of Honor champ, he spent a lot of time in Japan. Yeah, but to me, just going so back to I, Taven, I agree with you 100% about Cobb. He's the type of guy you really can build your company around. But that's my thing, though, is Taven, yes, he's a good champion. Don't get me wrong. But right now, being that you don't really have... Because to me, building a company around Taven is incredibly tough. But... When you build a company around somebody like Jet Cobb, or I'll even go back to build a company around Marty. At least or Flip Gordon. 
But not even that. What you could have done if you were Ring of Honor and you knew you were going to lose Cody, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, all those guys, and you knew Marty was going to at least be there for most of this year, you could have had Marty win at, in New York at the G1 show. Had him hold the belt till August. Had you could, you could have even done a triple threat match if you want. Where you could have then had Taven pin Alex Shelley for the win. It protects. Because at this point, Alex Shelley, in the title picture, yes, it's nice that he's back. But he doesn't need the belt. I think you want to make a star in Taven. I think that should have been the way you do it. You should have had Taven chase Marty for the belt. Challenge him for a match at the Super Car- at the Summer Supercard at Toronto, and that's where you have him win because of the fact, let's be honest, Marty's contract's going to be up by probably, I think, September or October. Give or take, yes. So you could have had Marty... That's that's why it hurt putting Marty in that match because Lethal even built an amazing story over, what, seven, eight months? Oh, no, no, I get that, but to me... So you throw Marty in at the last minute. Yeah, he's a fan favorite. Yeah, he deserves to be in that match. He's, He's an amazing performer. But, but it hurt Taven's credibility a little bit. But my thing is this. You want to build the star, that's how you build the star. Okay. Because then you go that I route. I hear what you're saying. But my thing is this. You go that route, the route I just presented, A, you're still protecting Marty, so you're not making him look bad as he's leaving the company. B, you're making a star in Matt Taven because then he can pr- play it off like, oh, look, I just pinned a Ring of Honor legend in Alex Shelley. Then C, right. you could still you could have still had Alex Shelley be in the title picture, but because he has the pedigree and the legs, you didn't really then need to have you don't really need him to win the belt right now. No, I hear what you're saying. Because then then what you could have done is then you could have had Taven go after guys like Jay Lethal and then really start to build him up. To the point that if they do another show in New York City next April, that you could have easily had Taven versus a Jeff Cobb. And that would have been money right there. Well, we did just have that. No, 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 no. But the difference is, I felt that when they had it at the the last Best show that the they world. did, Best in the World, I felt that that got so little time. That's always an issue in wrestling. Yeah, but to me, that to me, I mean, am, am I wrong with what I presented? No, it's fantastic. I, I feel like but I, I think well. Taven's been a better chance than we realized. The Ring of Honor's in such a right now. Oh yeah, Ring of Honor. It's hard to really be a star. But I, but, but this is where I go back to what I said before. You build the star because easily what you could have done with Marty is played up the whole thing of look. Marty lost all his friends, but now that he lost all his friends, he cannot make it to the top of the company. You had a story written there for him. Right. And the fact that Ring of Honor didn't pull the trigger on that, I think makes him foolish. Interesting. I really, I'll be the first one to say it. I think they were fools for not pulling the trigger on having Marty win the damn belt. Yeah, I'm not saying you have. Yeah, but they don't want to. They don't want to. 
invest so much in him as their champ and their star for him to get that rub walking into AW? No, no, no. But I mean, I'm not saying they're going to bury him on the way out, but they spend that time and that money and put the belt on him. It's going to make him a bigger star going into AW. But here's the thing, though. Not that he isn't a big star already, but think about no, no. that. No, I get what you're saying, but here's the thing, though. By going the route that I presented about having it be that Marty turns around and goes, look, I have nobody here now. I can find the top of this company. You could have played that story up to middle of or even by best in the world. You could have seen this. The, they could have set the... The seeds could have been planted at best in the world with Taven, and all of a sudden Taven turns around and goes, look, your friends all both at the AEW, they left you behind, maybe you should go there, and then Marty turns around and goes, no, I want to stay here, and that's what we get to, that's, that's what we get to a, well, a they match did do that. They did do that. Philadelphia, at that TV taping, the night after Final Battle, when they were deciding the number one contender. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Matt Taven came out and cut that amazing promo, and he said to Marty, I guess you have to be this tall to ride the train to Jacksonville. But my thing is this, why couldn't they go that with that storyline further? We, you know, it's a, we, we don't, when you don't know someone's contract situation, it, it changes the whole ballgame of booking. I mean, I remember Hulk Hogan telling the story with Bully Ray. They had him in a perfect title storyline, and then his contract came up in the middle of it. Yeah. That's so you have to be real careful it. not to make, I call it the TNA mistakes, of forgetting and not planning around that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but the last thing I want, I want to get to with Ring of Honor before we move over to TakeOver... Out of the matches we spoke about, obviously, if you want to talk about, if you want to use a match we didn't talk about, that's fine. What match do you think people will remember coming off of the show that when we when we recap the show next week, we'll be talking about this as being match of the night? I think I set this up earlier, but you know, I can't imagine a world where it's not God and the Briscoes. I'm scared to think of what these four guys might do with ladders. I mean, the matches so far have been insane. I can't imagine a ladder involved. Yeah. <coughs> I, I got to agree with you. I think that's going to be match of the night to be set. And I always use this term, the match that has fans emotionally invested in. Right, I, I, I would not want to be the wrestlers. If they're not the main event, I would hate to follow them. But we haven't seen a team in Ring of Honor who can match the physicality of the Briscoes. Hell, I don't think we've seen a team that has come to the level of the Briscoes or G.O.D. Since, you know... Well, no, no. There's teams that, that are on par with them. But they bring a different they're style. Right. The Young Bucks are great workers, but they don't have the physicality of the Briscoes. No, 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 no. And what I'm saying is... No, no, Jeremy, what I'm saying is teams right now that are in Ring of Honor. Okay. There is no team right now that's on the level of G.O.D. or the Briscoes. No, not 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 even close. That's what that's what I was trying to. Correct. Absolutely. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no team right now 
And you can turn around and mention Lifeblood or mention Zone Enterprise. No. To me, they're not on the same level. No, it's, it's, it's comparing... No offense to the other teams, but it's like comparing LeBron James to a regular basketball player. Yeah. I, I, you, you nailed it right on the head. But and, I mean, cool. we always say styles make matches. I mean, those those four were meant to work together. Yeah. And you know how I always say, oh, I don't want to see another, another rematch because it's going to be the same match over and over and over again? Yeah, that would be booking. I can see, yeah, I can see these two teams go at it for years, and I don't really care. I could watch them wrestle six days a week and twice on Sunday. Like to me, you know, I don't like, think I can get bored of it. I'll I'll put it in the same category. Put this okay. Here's how I would, how would I how would I how I would equate this. Gorillas of Destiny and the Briscoes to me have a similar feud as far as fans being emotionally invested that we saw with Gargano and Ciampa. Okay, I agree with that. And now keep in mind, the Briscoes aren't there full time. Obviously, they are. More tied into New Japan, so it's also the factor of when is COD going to show up? Yeah, it's you know they're there every week. You know it's going to happen at some point. You don't know. They were not supposed to be in Lowell, Massachusetts. They weren't advertised for that show. The no. night after New York, and I, I, you probably saw Tama Tonga's promo after it, right? Yeah. How good was that? It was. And and Tongaleo. Absolutely, but let's go on now. Please. We want to keep this going. I know we like to spend some time, but we have two other big events we have to get to before we wrap up for tonight, and that's TakeOver and SummerSlam. So let's go to Let's get to TakeOver quickly. TakeOver, as we always said, is the lead-in to SummerSlam. Usually, that's the best part of the entire weekend. Agreed. And looking over the card, I'll go over the card quickly. Adam Cole takes on Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. The Street Profits take on Undisputed Era for the tag team titles. Velveteen Dream takes on Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong for the North American title. Shayna Baszler takes on Mia Yim for the women's title. And in the only non-title match we will see on the card, Candice LeRae takes on Eero Shirai in a singles match. On paper, this card looks fantastic. Yes. So let's start off. We'll start. Let's start off with the non-title match first. Candice LeRae takes on Io Shirai. I, this match, to me, I could see a scenario where they're not going to say it directly, but I can see this match being what they can use as the number one contenders match for the women's title. Let's also remember the historical angle. Two women's singles matches for the first time. Yeah, which never has happened. But to me, I can see Candice LeRae and Io Shirai be the next two women in line for the belt, depending on who wins Baszler versus Mia. I agree with you there. So I guess we'll start with that match. What are your thoughts on the LeRae versus Shirai match? I got LeRae winning. I mean, they've been it's been a slow build with her. I thought she was going to come in much hotter. 
But yeah, I got Larry winning. I this one's interesting because this is basically EO turned heel, basically said she doesn't need any friends after Candace helped her in the t- in the title match that she had with Shayna. I don't know if you if they want to keep building because I could see a scenario playing out where if Neo beats Shayna. EO beats Candace. I can see those two going at it at War Games. Let Candace really build herself up that she goes after the women's title either at Royal Rumble or at next year's WrestleMania. I mean, do they have to be careful with her? I mean, if Johnny's the champ and then they put the belt on her? That's why I don't think, that, I don't think she gets the win here. So I think, I think a lot depends on what they do with Johnny. Yeah, I think that plays a role in it, but I don't think they're going to... I think what they're trying to do is they're almost trying to recap what they did with Johnny with Candace and trying to make Candace oh. the biggest underdog. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think EO wins here. Because I think if EO wins here, you can have her then go after Mia. Not saying I'm going to go for Mia, but you can have her then go for the title, build EO Shirai up for the belt, have Eo take on Mia Yim because I think Mia Yim at this point is going to be a transitional champion. I can't. I don't see her really holding the belt for that long. Then it leads to a match with Eo versus Candice at Takeover wherever they do it at next year's WrestleMania. And I think that's what I'm Yeah, because same thing they did with her husband. Yeah. No. Absolutely. The same thing they did with her husband, but I guess I kind of spoiled my pick for the women's match, so I'll go with that quickly. Shayna Baszler takes on Mia Yim for the aforementioned NXT women's title, and I think Mia wins, and we see old Shayna Baszler get called up to the main roster. Well, it's interesting. Before this call tonight, excuse me, they released the uh, kind of like a takeover preview. Yeah. On YouTube. Okay. Which is another story why it was there and not the network. I don't know, but they talked about that, and they brought up the fact that she beat Shayna Baszler in Japan. So a lot of times when they do that, they're setting up the, the person to avenge that loss. Yeah. But I, I see okay, I see what you're saying, but who do you have winning? Shayna Baszler. Okay, but okay, but do you see Shayna getting called up though? You can be called up with the belt. Oh obviously we've seen that. But I don't know we've if we've seen that several times. We I, I mean we saw it with that. Kevin Owens, we saw it with Paige. Uh hell, we're seeing it right now with the Street Profits. We're seeing it with the Street Profits, so I don't think that's a determining factor. I think with Rhonda not there anymore, Shayna's I'm not saying she's Ronda, but she gives you that big fight feel. So, so you have Shayna retaining, I have Mia Yim winning, you have Candice LeRae, I have Io Shirai. Okay, so so far, so far we're we're at, we're at least not on the same wavelength, so to speak. Okay. Because when when, I, I like that being different, so to speak. But let's get now to the title matches for the men. First, we'll look at the NXT North American title. Velveteen Dream takes on Pete Dunne and Mr. Roderick Strong. 
Um, to me, Dream has held his belt already for too long. Time Ooh. for him to drop it. But I think he gets called up. Long overdue. I think the long one overdue. who takes the belt. I don't him, know why he's been there as long as he's been there. Well, here's my theory. The one who takes the belt from him is Roderick Strong. Okay. I hear you. To me, to me, they are pushing this undisputed era thing. And when Adam Cole made the whole promo, I think in early January, where he said by the time 2019 ends, you will see undisputed era dripping in gold, I think Roderick Strong starts that, starts that build. Okay. So... I don't even go a step further. I think Pete Dunn takes the pin. So I'll make those two predictions. I think Roderick Strong gets the win, and Pete Dunn takes the pin. Wow. Because then, because then it protects it protects Dream. Okay. Not saying that. Yeah, but they don't they don't carry over. I, I mean, I once that. I saw Gargano and Champa in the nastiest feud ever and become tag teams on the main roster, it doesn't correlate. So I it's okay. I, I see. I see Roddy winning. I agree with your theory 100. percent But I see Velotine taking the pin. You think? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, you could be right and could be Velotine, but I think it's kind I of passing the torch and doing good business on the way out. Yeah, and I think his time is. Is up, so to speak. I, I hope to see him on Raw the next night. I don't. I hope he's on SmackDown. Anywhere. He, it's long overdue. Because he goes to Raw, he'll get eaten alive. But don't put anything past that kid. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Let's go to the tag team title match. Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins, and Montez Ford. Take on the Undisputed Era in Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Bish. Jeremy, who do you have winning this match? I'm going to go with the John Blaine theory there about Undisputed Era. And I, I've been thinking that too for a while. Yes, definitely O'Reilly, Fish, Street Profits on the main roster, doing good business, dropping the belts. Okay, but now I, now I, I hold on. I have a couple of theories here. I agree okay. as well. I I think it's I think it's going to be Fish and O'Reilly who take the belts here. <clears throat> what I'm just curious to see though, if we get Fish and O'Reilly holding the belts, who is that next team to challenge them? Oh, 100 percent. NXT is not as strong as it should be right now. Oh no no no! I I have a perfect. I have two teams you can even go for. If you want for, to go after uh, Undisputed Era. Okay. The Forgotten Sons. All right. Or how about the reform, the reformed team of Brizongo? I was just thinking uh, about that. Uh, Brizongo. Okay. To me, Tyler Breeze and Fandango are two of the most underutilized people on the roster. Well, they were both on yes. the main roster. Bring them back down to NXT, at least then they can be used properly. And would I be against really having them hold the belts, possibly coming out of war games? Absolutely not. No, and listen, they'd be great to work with the young talent. To me, they're I lucky guess to have them back there. 
Oh, yeah. But I think with me, I'm more in the sense of you want to build the future. And if you can have the Undisputed Era work with Tyler Breeze and Fandango, A, it would benefit O'Reilly and Fish incredibly. And then, but here's, here's the caveat, though. I wouldn't have Breezango hold the belt that long. The way I would do it, have them win it, have Undisputed Era win the belt on Saturday in Toronto. Leads to a match with them. You can even do a triple threat if you want. With them, Breezango, and Street Profits. So Street Profits can't get their rematch in. Breezango gets the win, but Breezango holds the belt Till Russell And that's where the Forgotten Sons. I'm basically booking, in the last 10 minutes, I feel like I'm basically booking the takeover show to have two major title changes happen. You are. So, hopefully, I, you know. I'm not Triple H just, happy with what you're doing right now, but that's okay. Because, again, I look at it as you want to, A, create the future. But B, you also want to create those moments. And no, remember, this is also, I know it's not in Brooklyn this year, but this is like the weekend where they had the first takeover. Four years ago, it started everything. Really? It's, I didn't know? Okay, wait. It was first one was in Toronto? No, the first one was in Brooklyn. Everyone's been in Brooklyn. Oh, no, no sorry, not everyone. Um, but I'm saying this is the time of year where they're honoring the first one. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I understand that. But to me... Let's move on. Let's move on, buddy. Yeah, let's keep it going. Main event, Adam Cole takes on Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match. First match, I think it's going to be a singles match, and the second match is going to basically be a hard, basically an extreme rules match. The third match, if it comes to a third one, it was announced that the stipulation would be picked by general manager William Regal. So, Jeremy, my first question to you is, does Adam Cole retain the belt that's in Toronto? Of course, baby. You're not going to get me picking against Adam Cole. Okay. Follow-up question. If we get to a third match, what would you pick in the stipulation? Will. What, do you, yep. what would you pick as a stipulation? Steel cage. Hmm. I see. I see William Regal come out, point to the ceiling, and a cage just drop. I agree about the cold part. I don't agree about the steel cage. Okay. I think <clears throat> I'm going to go a step further. I think if you're going to go the route of going singles, then you're going to go hardcore. I think the third match has to be a hell in a cell match. Okay. Which we've never seen before in NXT. No, but the problem is, and I was thinking about this with the steel cage too, is if you're going to do that, you're going to obviously have that in the rafters. Someone is going to show up there, take a picture of that, and tweet and say, look what's hanging above. Yeah, so... So you can't hide that if you're WWE. Okay, then what else would you do? An Inferno match? But I don't, I don't, I don't care. Let those, let me find out before. I don't care. If done right, it'll be beautiful. Also, do you think Champa makes his return? Yes. 
Okay, last thing I have on this before we get to uh, SummerSlam. What big person is going to be in the stands, do you think? Austin Theory. Gee, I wonder if anybody in the show likes him. <laughs> but I, I know that person who, who loves Austin Theory loves Seth Rollins more. You know, Seth was going to be on the show tonight, and then when he heard Cruz wasn't going to be on, <laughs> he just said, guys, I came for Cruz, not for you two, and he canceled on us. <laughs> you see, Cruz, this is what happens, but let's get to the big event of the weekend, the one that everybody will be talking about at the water cooler on Tuesday morning, and that's the G1 Climax Finals. Oh, no, wait. We have SummerSlam. <laughs> Overall, what are your thoughts on the card before I pull the card up? They've done a decent job building it up. Am I super stoked? Uh, I know it may surprise a lot of people here, but I'm not. Um, Even the most hardcore WWE supporters cannot defend Goldberg being on the card. No, Cruz. I'm Cruz. I just called you Cruz for a second. Jeremy, we all know what match you're looking forward to mostly. Okay, enlighten me. Bailey versus Ember Moon. This call has just become disconnected. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to have some fun here. I know, I know. No, no, no. I, it's a, that was a good one. You're on your A game there, John. <laughs> I, to, uh, to me, this card to me seems like a lot of Repeats. But the E in repeat is part of that of E. And I understand you can only have so many new matches. I get it. But what really stands out on this card? Um, Finn versus Bray Wyatt. Correct. But Finn's leaving for a while, so... No, 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 throwaway not, match. Because of the, not because of the match. It's the one that has most interest because people are curious to see what Bray Wyatt's ring entrance looks like, what his, right. all that stuff. Because you got to realize, this would be the first time we see him coming down to the ring for a match and all that. So that's going to be where people would be very curious to see yeah. how that plays out. Or they out. just drop the lights and he's already waiting in the ring. That could also be. But you also got to remember, I'm looking at the card. They haven't announced yet the Roman match. I thought we got that last night. I'm looking right now at the card itself, and it's not on here. On Wikipedia? Yeah. Because they're the most up to date. Um, They pretty much gave it away last night. Unless they're going to add that match later on. That's true. I didn't expect to see a woman's title change before the match, before the show, but we're not going to get into that right away. No, 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 because I think they put the belt on the wrong people, in my opinion. That was, not to go on a rant now, but I'm going to go on a 10-second rant. That is WWE in a nutshell. Put the belts on two people who were pretty much singles wrestlers, and all you do is just wonder who's going to turn on who at what point. And oh, you mean they can't put the belts on on uh, Oscar and Io Shirai? 
You mean Carrie Sane? You didn't. You didn't get the joke. Oh no! Um, never mind. I guess I didn't. On the bot, on the the bottom third of the screen, when they introduced uh-huh. the Kabuki Warriors, it says on there when it says the Twitter handles, it said at, at Oscar, whatever Oscar's Twitter is, and then right, right. next to it said at Yo Shirai. Oh wow! No, I didn't see that part. Yes, because SmackDown had me so enthralled, obviously. But the Iconics <coughs> got screwed over last night. I understand it's booking, it's wrestling, but they earned the right to walk into SummerSlam as champs. Yeah, no. Well, they don't have a match at SummerSlam. Regardless. But moving on, moving on. Let me go over the card quickly before, of course, like we talk about the title matches. Brock Lesnar takes on Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal title. Becky Lynch will take on Natalia in a submissions match for the Raw Women's title. Jeremy's favorite wrestler, Bailey, takes on Ember Moon for the SmackDown <laughs> Women's title. Kofi Kingston takes on Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Kevin Owens takes on Shane McMahon in a singles match. If Owens loses, he will be forced to quit the WWE. Finn Balor takes on The Fiend. Bray Wyatt, AJ Styles takes on Ricochet for the U.S. title, Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg in a singles match, Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair in a singles match, and for the WWE Cruiserweight, Drew Gulak will take on Oni Warkin. So that's 10 matches right there, and they still have to announce probably another three or four matches before Sunday. Right. Because on there, there's no... Raw tag team match, I notice. There's no SmackDown tag team match, and there's no IC title match. You know, it shows how much they value titles in WWE. They're very important to be a champion. But I did hear the main event's going to be R-Truth versus Drake Maverick for the 24-7 belt. It could be. I'm, I'm just joking. I know. Don't put anything past that company these days. No, I, I don't. Believe me, I you don't. You know, it's because SummerSlam is about a week earlier than it normally is. But actually, and it's almost like they were a week <laughs> a week behind on booking. I get that, but that shouldn't be an excuse. 100%. To me, you're the ones who are booking this damn show. You have to book these shows <clears throat> knowing when your damn show is going to happen. And the only thing I will say, again, I didn't watch a lot of Raw because, you know, I was dealing with some personal stuff. But I saw the replay of it on the USA Network app. And the gist I got between watching that and watching SmackDown, are you sure there's a pay-per-view this weekend? Yeah. It's a great question. Because sure as hell doesn't think that's the only way with the WWE. I tell you, SummerSlam, and I'm talking about four or five years ago, had such a, a build going into the show. You always knew it was the second to WrestleMania. You were so pumped for SummerSlam. I don't feel any different for this than I did Extreme Rules or any of the others. And I'm not saying that because WWE's been bad lately. I really went into SummerSlam season with an open mind, and I said, "Let's." I hope they knock this out of the park. Well, okay. Right now, no. What would you think, then, is the second show behind WrestleMania, then, right now? In general? Yeah. I've always said SummerSlam. Uh, but now you can you can argue Royal Rumble. I'm a bigger Royal Rumble fan, 
but I've always said SummerSlam is the second biggest show of the year. Yeah. I would agree, but I think coming in, you can also start to say almost Money in the Bank is almost becoming that second big show. Mm-hmm. Over Royal Rumble? Sense, well, I always, I always put the Royal Rumble... I, but the thing is, the, the issue is I only put the Royal Rumble up there just because of the Royal Rumble match itself. Right. Money in the Bank, you, you, the whole car usually is built well. You also have a lot of built because like, okay, who wins? When would they cash in? I don't have that feeling right now with SummerSlam. To me, it's like, okay, great. Rollins is taking on Lesnar. whoop de do. Right. <clears throat> but let's go quickly through some of the matches. Again, we're not going to go through every match. And I can confirm WWE has not called me this week about my Kevin Owens looking idea. No, because WWE <laughs> doesn't like him. So as I said to you guys a couple weeks ago, it took me and doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> His loss. Yeah. All right, let's start off with the Cruiserweight Championship match. Let's start off with that. Drew Gulak takes on Odie Larkin. First thing I have to say about this match. What was the point with Mike Canales beating Drake Maverick for a future title shot? You're trying to get me to explain WWE logic? I'm just trying to make a what point What they're doing here. to that poor guy, I, I feel bad even talking about it. Oh, you mean cutting his balls off on public TV isn't fun? No, of course not. <laughs> Definitely. To me, what I don't understand what they're... To me, they should never have had a match those two. Again, no, I I'm, not taking, I'm not taking anything away from Oni Larkin. I think Oni Larkin is a phenomenal in-ring worker. But he's not ready to go after the Cruiserweight title. You know, not to, not to contradict you there, but I always say you don't know if someone's ready to be champion until they become champion. Oh, absolutely. I've never understood why just an average fan will always say, well, Roman's not ready and this person's not ready. How do you know? You don't know until they are champ and they held their title. Yeah, absolutely. So I think with this match, again, I'll be the first one to say it. I don't watch a lot of 205 Live. I'll be the first mm-hmm. one to say it. But going off of that, I think Gulak gets the win here. Because I think they're trying yeah. to really build him up as being the face no, absolutely. of 205 Live. If they hadn't beat Tony Nese, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, but what people also forget is Gulak is an original. A lot of these other guys are not really. I mean, uh, you look at a lot of. I think Mike Kanellis was not an original 205 Live guy. Nope. Ollie Lorcan wasn't originally a, a 205 Live guy. Nope. So to me, I think Drew Gulak gets the win here, and it just makes sense. But yeah, I guess you agree with me on that one? 100%. Okay. Let's go off now to the. To the next match. This one is a singles match where we will see Trish Stratus take on Charlotte Flair. Trish Stratus did say today on Busted Open that this will be her final match. Okay, that's interesting. Even though in WWE, you never know. Um, obviously. If that's uh, true... If that's I gotta go with Trish now. I changed my pick. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. If that's true... There's no way you're going to let Trish walk out of Toronto without getting a win here. 
Crazier things have happened, though. We could have the yeah, Toronto but... Screwjob. No, I think that we're getting that. I think <laughs> we get that with another. I think we get that with another <laughs> women's match. <laughs> but I think this match, if it's true that it is her final match, to me, Charlotte has to do the job because her a loss by Charlotte doesn't hurt her. Yes, a loss by Trish doesn't hurt her either. But what does Charlotte need to gain from this match? It's not like all of a sudden if she wins, it's not like, oh my God, she's going to get put into title contention. No, it's not exactly. It's not AEW. She can go on SmackDown the next night, <coughs> win a number one contenders match, and she's challenging Bailey. Yeah. To me, uh, to me, this match is set up that, yes, I think Trish gets the win here, but this is the one match where it's like, okay, Charlotte doesn't gain anything from this match. Right. I yes, agree. She, yes, she can go the Baron Corbin route and go, look, I defeated Trish in her last match and really play off the heel role in this, but why would she? That's, you know, now that I think about it, Trish is old school. Old school wrestlers are taught on your last match you go out, you know, taking the one, two, three. And who better for her to do it with than Charlotte? I... But the thing is, I, I stick to what I said. I still think... If it was the main event, if it was the main event, I think it'd be a different story. But I don't At the most, it's going to be, what, middle of the card? Probably. If not so probably I can see her possibly... Po- middle of the card, I can see her losing, too. I can, I can go put, 50-50 on this one. I'm, I'm... I'll put it to you this way. You're going to get the Toronto pop in one way or another. Correct. When it comes to the two women's matches. I mean, seriously, I, I she loses. If she, hold on, if she loses. Charlotte. I mean, excuse me, Trish. Charlotte's gonna walk out of the ring and leave the ring to Trish, and let her have her moment. Yeah, absolutely. So. But if Charlotte loses and Trish gets the win, I can see Charlotte turn around and throw in the biggest Tampa tantrum on yeah. SmackDown. I can really, I can see that happen. So, I guess we're both in agreement on that one. That it's Trish? Yes, but I'm, I'm really 50-50 on that match. All right, do we give a crap about Goldberg versus Ziggler? I don't. You may? Absolutely not. Good. Can we continue? Absolutely. Styles and Ricochet? Two of the best. Two of the best, but I don't care about this match. We've seen this match a thousand times already. Oof. Heel John, he's back. <laughs> Uh, to me, yes. I think if they get enough time, I think these two can put on a phenomenal match. But we've seen this match a hundred times already. I agree. But I can never get tired of these guys. Oh, no, I can't either. But I go back. I, yeah. just, to me, I'm just tired of the repetitiveness. So, since we talked about this match for all about a minute, who do you see winning? AJ. They got to really push this OC thing. Unless yeah. they take the belt off him and he goes back <clears throat> into the heavyweight title picture. It's possible. Uh, Finn and, and Bray? Oh, Bray, for sure. Uh, again, I don't, I don't want to go through every match. I'm just going through. Uh, I Yeah, I think Bray as well. Then they're going to do some sort of angle where Finn gets injured and he has to get written off the TV. Right. Do we... 
do we see on Tuesday? Here's how I'm going to present this one. On Tuesday, do we see the best in the world? Or do we see the continuation of the Kevin Owens show? Oh, the Kevin Owens show. Yeah, I, I think... That's what I tune into. I, I was reading reports that they said they were going to use this feud to write Shane off the TV. Which is interesting because last night Kevin Owens said, I'm putting, I have to quit. Basically, you should have to quit too if I win. And Shane said no. Yeah, but I think that's what, I, I heard that's because they, they know that Shane's not getting too, too over at this point. No. I think, I think Kevin's going to hurt him. How Shane left him laying there yesterday? Yeah. It's going to be the opposite this time. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I guess we can talk about this one because this is the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston takes on Randy Orton, a match that has been built for the last almost nine years. Does Kofi Media continue, or does Orton become your 14-time World Heavyweight Champion? Okay. The biased Randy Orton is my favorite wrestler in the company. Fan of me just wants to pick Orton, but the realistic side of me says Kofi Kingston, definitely. I think Orton... Orton's on not a full-time schedule. I think he's only done one SmackDown appearance leading up to this match. Yeah, I got Okay. I'm... This one's tough, because I can see them putting the belt on Orton. There's and making me very happy. I can see Orton getting the belt. But the thing is, Kofi is still popular. But not as. He's cooled off. Oh, he's cooled off, absolutely. But you really want to put the belt on somebody who's not a full-timer. We already have one champ like that. Yeah, you want to have two. And I don't think Orton, Orton does not want to be on TV every week. He's kind of no. made that clear, like, outside of wrestling. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Kofi lost the feud to Orton when these two first feuded, right? Yeah. I can see this as being revenge. Well, I mean, they really didn't have matches. It was, they did the great angle where Kofi poured the paint and destroyed the car. Yeah. And then they dropped it. Uh, to me, I, I got to see Kofi win here. To me, Kofi. Same here. No, same here. But to me, that's a match where I can see that going either way. I really could. Uh, we're not going to talk about the SmackDown Women's Belt. Uh, Raw Women title on the line. Becky Lynch takes on Natalia. First prediction I will say, Ronda Rousey comes back in this match. Wow. I'll say that right away. To help, because think about it. Think about it for a second. Ronda Rousey and Natalia are friends. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch and Ronda are enemies. Are enemies. Becky pinched, pinched. Becky pinned Ronda at Mania, <laughs> even though... I'm sorry. No, it's blue. It's Let's rewind like the prototype used to. Okay, go. Okay. Becky pinned Rhonda with her shoulders up at Mania. 
In a botched finish, yes. In a botched finish. Can't you see Ronda come back to help her friend Natalia get the win in Toronto? Yes, it's not her hometown, obviously. I, I know that much. And then you get the continuation of Ronda versus Becky where there's no title in the picture. I think it's the opposite. I think she would help Becky win because she wants revenge on Becky. She wants to take the title from Becky, not from Natty. No, 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 no. And Natty's, I hate to say that, but Natty's that, I don't want to use the word that upsets Sean Spears, but the, the hand at this point. Yeah, but my thing is this, though. <clears throat> it would make for... Because you don't have to have a story be surrounding the title. You can have a story be played off where you have two people who have beef with each other. Correct. In a normal situation. But WWE bases everything around the title. I know, but to me, I'm just saying it would make sense to have... Robert I agree with back. you. And that's how it should be. Yeah, so, yeah, she would come back. She would help Becky win. Natty get the win. No, I'm saying Natty get the win. I, I don't think I think it'd be the opposite. Uh, hey, we're allowed to disagree. No, of course. That's the beauty of this. Now, we a lot of people to... think they're doing the submission match so they can have an Austin Bret Hart moment. I don't know why, but I can see that. Yeah, me too. I can see that. But then, well, how would you do it then? Would you have, I guess, Natty would be the one to turn heel and Becky would be babyface? Like a double turn? Because that, that's what happened with Austin and, and Brett? Right, but Austin was a true heel then. Okay, but who's the true heel on this one? Nobody. That's why I don't think, I think if you want to do anything, if you want to create an iconic moment, when was the match that Bret Hart and Austin had when when uh, Austin didn't tap? That was WrestleMania. I'm trying to think. WrestleMania 13, 1997, Chicago, at the Rosemont Horizon. Ken Shamrock you know was the special guest referee. I was about to say, do you know what you had for breakfast that day? Um, yeah, I was living in Cash Hall in Tallahassee, Florida as a freshman in college. So I probably was in the the mess hall. Uh, I, I I don't know what to say. And the fact that you remember what you had for breakfast and from nineteen ninety seven, I give you props. <laughs> long term memory is a whole different ballgame. You have long term, and I have I, I forget half mine. But <laughs> but I think I think the way they do it is they recreate that moment. Okay. It's got to be organic, though. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. WWE doesn't like that term for some reason. I I agree. To make it work. And the fact that we're talking about it in advance, if we're talking about it, who else isn't talking about it? Everybody else and their mother. Right. All right, let's talk about the main event. The big match of the night. The match that we all know Cruz will be We all know who Cruz will want in this match <laughs> But we'll Gotta talk about it for a brief For a brief moment here Rollins takes on Brock Lesnar For the Universal title Who do you see winning this? 
Right, before I give my pick, um, Cruz wanted me to speak on his behalf and uh, just let everyone know how much he loves Seth Rollins and that he'll be cheering him on Sunday night. Oh, God, He's got I'm his Seth Rollins t shirt in the mail this week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? <laughs> God, talk about the ultimate turn. Oh boy. So who do you have winning this? Uh, you know, Rollins just doesn't have the babyface appeal that they were hoping, I think. And people don't want to see Lesnar close the show. I don't think this is gonna be the main event. I really don't know. So what do you so who do you think closes the show then? Orton and Kofi. And if that's the case, if that's the case, because match placement's a big deal, I think Orton wins. Because I think Vince wants as a thank you for three years ago how professional he was when Brock busted him open. Okay, but I'll, I'll go a step further. I think if you're going to have any match for the main event, Kevin I think it, No. I think it's going to be one of the women. And I'm not oh. talking Ember and Bailey. Okay, now, now I can relax. Up. No, actually, I heard they're actually starting a new match where Bailey's going to take on Seth Rollins. Oh, you know what, John? <laughs> <laughs> Your CrossFit buddy, turn on him. Yeah, yeah. But here's my here's my theory to why I think it's going to be one of the women. Think about it. You have Natalia win. She's main evented in her hometown. You want to talk about a moment and a pop? That's there not her hometown. Is she from... Oh, no, not... not, not she, she's, she's from Calgary. Let me backtrack on that one. Trish and Lee, She's Canadian, Trish. so she'll get the Canadian pop. Oh, yeah. but Because if you're Charlotte, from North America, they love you no matter where you're from. But I think Trish and Charlotte, then, is my prediction. For, for the main event? Yeah. Wow. Because, like I said, you don't have to have the main event be for a title. I agree. In a normal world. In a normal world where Vince isn't so obsessed with Brock Lesnar. Because yeah. last week we all assumed Lesnar was the main event. So we might be changing our ideas there, which is great. I don't know, man. I'll say mine quickly, and I, and I think this may help you a bit. Brock wins. Then we see on SmackDown, Drew McIntyre turns on Shane, turns face, switches over to Raw, and then because isn't the are they doing a superstar shakeup after SummerSlam? Um, I don't know if they're doing a shakeup. Uh, the word is that Fox wants Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Okay, even better. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to have Brock drop the belt, though, is what I'm trying to say. Well, he's going into Fox as the champ, I would imagine. Yeah, he's not going to go into SmackDown as the Universal Champion. Oof. Basically, yeah, you got a good point. You got a good point. Basically, WWE has two options here. You can have the theory that I was about to present where you have... 
Brock dropped the belt to... We're going a little bit over time here, but I just want to make this point for a second. You have Brock not dropped the belt to Rollins, but dropped the belt to McIntyre before October. So whenever the okay. September pay-per-view is, that's where you do it. Okay. Or, option B, you kill the brand split. You kill the brand split, then I'm okay with having Brock appear on SmackDown as the Universal Champion. It's under the same brand. Right. Okay. So that's, I think, the only two ways they have it. So I think we're both in the grades here. Lesnar gets the win, and Rollins falls off a cliff. <laughs> Unless they have him yeah. beat up before before the match and somebody else comes out. Becky Lynch. No, just kidding. Yes. Ronda. Just, Ronda. yeah. Ronda. But overall, I mean, it's going to be, and I mean, we didn't even get to the G1 Climax. No, we'll save that for Cruz. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for Cruz for next week. But overall, I mean, this is going to be a fun week. Oh, yeah. This will definitely be a fun week of wrestling. But, Jeremy, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up for tonight? Final thoughts. This is Beyond Wrestling, John. Appreciate the strength and, and dedication you showed to show up tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Final thoughts for me. It's going to be a, a fun week of wrestling. And like I said in my opening, I'll say this out to close up the show. To my nephew, Jonathan Leonard, if you're listening, I hope you are. I hope we made you proud tonight. I really, I put a lot of work in to doing the show tonight. A part of me didn't want to do the show at one point, but I needed a distraction. But I hope we made you proud there, kiddo. I really, I know you're watching, you're watching down on us. And I hope we, I hope we exceeded your expectations. But, I appreciate, I said this before and I'll say this again, I appreciate everybody who has called me, texted me, sent me a message on Facebook with your support. I I, I appreciate it 110%. The one thing I will leave you folks with is a bit of wisdom that I've actually learned in the last two days. When you're at your darkest times in your life, when you're going to find out who your true friends really are. But Jeremy, on that note, time to wrap up the show. Let's do it. Um, want to thank everybody who listened tonight. Cruz, you were definitely missed tonight. Hopefully you can come back on with us next week. For Jeremy, I'm John. In the words of Billy Joel, last set of hellos and goodbyes. Unfortunately, it's time to say goodbye. Again, Jonathan Leonard, I hope we make you proud, buddy. And we will talk to you guys next week as we recap all four of these shows. Have a good night, folks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.